Hi everyone, welcome back to Logical Bible Study, and this is the podcast where we really dive into the literal sense of the gospel texts that we hear at Mass every single day. If you've been listening for a while, thank you so much for your support. Please continue to share this around. And if you've benefited from this podcast, then please consider becoming a Patreon supporter. That's the only way the podcast can grow and we can do more things with it. And there's lots of really cool benefits available to you through uh, bonus episodes, some catechesis sessions. All of that is available to you uh, through Patreon. And that is the only way that we can uh, generate some more income for this podcast. So please consider partnering with us as we do that. Today, we're looking at a passage Continuing in the farewell discourse, John chapter 15, verses 18 to 21. Jesus said to his disciples, If the world hates you, remember that it hated me before you. If you belong to the world, the world would love you as its own. But because you do not belong to the world, because my choice withdrew you from the world, therefore the world hates you. Remember the words I said to you, A servant is not greater than his master. If they persecuted me, they will persecute you too. If they kept my word, they will keep yours as well. But it will be on my account that they will do all this, because they do not know the one who sent me. So the context, you would already know this if you've been following our podcast in the last few days. This is in the Last Supper. Um, Possibly they're walking towards the Garden of Gethsemane now. He's been giving the farewell discourse, which is Jesus' final instructions to the apostles, which goes over quite a few chapters. Jesus has just said to them, he's given them the new commandment, which is to love one another as I have loved you. After he's gone, that's their kind of instruction of how he wants them to live the church and lead the church. And he says that is how you can remain in relationship with him, by following his commandments. We get to verse 18 now. Jesus said to his disciples, so remember the audience, he's speaking to the 12 apostles. He's been speaking to them just before this about the love he has for them. And now he's going to contrast this with the hatred the world has for them. He says, if the world hates you, Now, in the Gospel of John, the world basically means sinful humanity in its rebellion against God. And the way the Gospel describes it is one is either on God's side or the world's side, and they are opposed to each other. But God loves the world. Remember John 3.16, God so loved the world in the hopes that many people from the world would turn to him. He, He says, if the world hates you, and hates doesn't mean necessarily the way we think of hate now in terms of strong negative feelings. Um, It's more of a rejection if the world hates or rejects you. So Jesus here is warning them that the world is going to reject them in the coming years. And you see that if you look at the book of Acts. Many of the Jews and the Gentiles did not accept the message of the kingdom. And in fact, they would actively persecute the apostles and try to have them killed. In fact, they did kill most of them in the end. He says, remember that it hated me before you. Jesus' message was rejected by the world during his preaching. You see that in the Gospels. And the reason that it was largely rejected is because he convicted them of their sin. And the world does not want to listen if you convict them of sin. 
Now, we shouldn't take this to mean that literally everyone in the world rejected Jesus. If you read the Gospels, there's obviously many exceptions of people who did accept Jesus. But on the whole, the world hated him and his own people, Israel, rejected him. And he's telling the apostles, when you start to be rejected in the coming years, remember that they rejected me first. So it's kind of words of comfort. There's a lot to meditate on here if you think about it. Jesus says, and Jesus is the creator actually, so the creatures hated and rejected their own creator when he came to them. And that's quite profound. Verse 19, if you belong to this world, the world would love you as its own. So Jesus says, if the apostles followed the ways of the world and gave their allegiance to the world, and a good example of this is start of John chapter 7, Jesus' own brothers are people who give themselves to the world and the world accepts them, but the apostles don't. Because you do not belong to the world, because my choice withdrew you from the world, or other translations have this as, I chose you out of the world. This is an interesting phrase, isn't it? My choice withdrew you from the world. Jesus teaches that the apostles, when he picked them and commissioned them for the service of the kingdom of God, they were taken out of the world. They were no longer part of the world system. So they were transferred from a kingdom of darkness to a kingdom of light. And obviously, the New Testament speaks about this kingdom paradigm quite a bit. So they're taken out of the world. Therefore, the world hates you. So Jesus, it might sound pretty negative, but in context, he's telling the apostles not to be discouraged if they encounter hatred in the coming years. He's telling them to expect it, actually. And he's also explaining why it's natural that the world would hate them. He gives similar warnings to this in the Synoptic Gospels as well. Remember, he says that the world will persecute you, but if you persevere, you will be saved. So there's similar language used. In fact, James, later in the New Testament in his book, says, whoever wants to be a lover of the world makes himself an enemy of God. So you see all through the New Testament, this contrast between the world and God, oh, the kingdom of God. This is an important teaching. It probably applies to us today, if we think about our relationship between the kingdom of God and the world today. When we come into the kingdom of God, if we become Christians, We are no longer part of the world and its systems in that sense. So the world is going to see us as different, which means as Christians, we can end up being hated for a similar reason to the Jesus and the apostles. Remember, the reason they are hated is because they convict the world of sin. And we do see that to an extent in our society today. A lot of society hates Christians because of what they say about sin. That doesn't apply all the time, but you can see it happen. So friendship with Jesus often entails hatred by the world. Verse 20, remember the words I said to you, a servant is not greater than his master. So Jesus has said this a couple of chapters earlier in John 13. Remember at the washing of the feet, he washed their feet and then said, the servant is not greater than his master. If I've done it, then you should do it too. You remember that? So in context, then he was saying, if the master does certain actions as disciples, you should expect to do them too. Now he's going to apply that idea that the servant is not greater than his master to a slightly different thing. He says, if they persecuted me, they will persecute you too. So Jesus says that if the master experienced suffering on account of his message, then the disciples who carry that message on, they are going to experience similar suffering on account of that same message. 
For the apostles, they probably considered it to be an honor, and we know that they did, particularly Paul, to experience the same rejection that Jesus did. They are serving their master in this way because they're being rejected for following Jesus and preaching his own mission and ministry. He then says, if they kept my word, they will keep yours as well. So this is interesting. This is the flip side. Those who respond to Jesus' teachings are also going to be the same people who would respond to the apostles' teachings, whereas those who reject Jesus' teachings would also reject the apostles' teachings. So this teaches us that the apostles' preaching of the kingdom of God is a direct continuation of Jesus' own teaching. It's not a different message. There are some Christians who would say that Jesus' message was for the Jews only, and then in the coming years, in the book of Acts and Paul's writings in particular, it was for Gentiles. And in fact, it was a different gospel. You will hear some Christians say that. I think this passage is one indicator that that's not true. The apostles are continuing the very message that Jesus had. The only difference is that now the kingdom is fully open because of Jesus' death on the cross after um, after the end of the Gospels. But the same basic message about the kingdom of God is the same as what Jesus had. Verse 21, but it will be on my account that they will do all of this. Or other translations have this as it will be for my name's sake. So Jesus here says all this, and it's a way of summarizing the persecution he's been talking about. They will do all of this persecution to you because of my name's sake. Jesus wants the apostles to know that when they experience suffering, it is not because of them as such. The world isn't really rejecting them. The world is rejecting Jesus. So it's words of comfort for the apostles. And then he says, he gives the reason why the world rejects his message ultimately, because they do not know the one who sent me. And this is important. In today's culture, you'll hear people say that they are okay with Jesus, but maybe not okay with a father figure of God. Or the other way around, you might hear people say, I believe in God, but not in Jesus. Well, listen to what Jesus says here. They reject me because they do not know the one who sent me. So Jesus' clear teaching all throughout the Gospel of John is if people know the Father, they will accept the Son. If people do not know the Father, they will reject the Son. That's an important principle, and it's one of Jesus' major teachings. So that's the end of our passage for today. We finished here at verse 21. Now, the next section, verses 22 to 25, are not covered in the lectionary at all. So, the farewell discourse does continue in the coming days, but it picks up from verse 26, which is interesting. So, you'll never hear John chapter 15, verses 22 to 25 in the lectionary at Mass. So, if you want to hear an exegesis of those verses, then that will be available to you if you are a Patreon supporter of the ministry, and I'd love it if you would consider doing that. So, there's information for you in the show notes about how you can become a Patreon supporter, and pretty often, I release these bonus episodes where we go through an exegesis of gospel passages which are never heard during Mass, and this will be one of them. Let's turn to a few short catechism references which make reference to this. There's three that we're going to look at, and they're all about the persecution that the apostles and that the church today can expect. Paragraph 765 says, Representing the twelve tribes of Israel, they are the foundation stones of the New Jerusalem, that is, the apostles. 
The twelve and the other disciples share in Christ's mission and his power, but also in his lot. So that reference there to Jesus' lot is a reference to the suffering that the apostles would also experience. Paragraph 530, this is in the section about Jesus' infancy. It says, The flight into Egypt and the massacre of the innocents make manifest the opposition of darkness to the light. He came to his, to his own home and his own people received him not. Christ's whole life was lived under the sign of persecution, his own share it with him. So you hear that reference again to Christians sharing in the same persecution that Jesus experienced. Then lastly, paragraph 675 is about the church's teaching on the end times. You might have thought that the Catholic Church doesn't have any teachings about what exactly is going to happen at the end times. In fact, they do. If you turn to the catechism around paragraph 675, there's some specific teachings on what is going to happen when the end of the world comes. Now, it doesn't give us a timeline, but it does give us some general things that will happen. It says this, Before Christ's second coming, the church must pass through a final trial that will shake the faith of many believers. The persecution that accompanies her pilgrimage on earth will unveil the mystery of iniquity. And it references here John 15. So that's interesting. John 15 teaches that Christians should expect persecution from the world. And the Catechism says that that persecution, which Christians experience throughout the centuries, will eventually culminate in one big grand persecution from the devil at the end of time, although we don't know exactly what that will look like. So that is our passage for today. It's one that's a bit shorter. Hopefully you learned something new. If you're listening on iTunes, please consider leaving a review. It really helps get the podcast out to more people. If you're listening on YouTube, please subscribe. And please continue to share this with more and more people so that we can, as Catholics, grow in our faith and our knowledge of the scriptures. And that will set us on fire for the Lord. That's our goal with this podcast. So please consider partnering partnering with us as we continue the work of logical Bible study. Thank you.